The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger around the OAA, one of the hosts of Last Three Brain Cells and the host of Between Tamina's and Orient Vitotion. I'd like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and those watching on YouTube and those watching on Orient Navy Television. A lot to talk about this week. Obviously, we're we're almost we're heading into week six this week. Um, obviously, um, with everything that's gone on, um, and um, you know, and a lot that's went going on the last few weeks. We're starting to figure out who these teams have been and who. And teams have been really just been like, um, you know, I mean, like just been playing um, pretty. Some teams are playing good football. Some teams are playing um, not so great. And the others are, um, you know, really struggling. Um, Obviously, um, we're going to talk the gold and we're going to go blue and white and red and then preview the week six games um, heading into this week. So a lot to look at this week here um, on the show. Of course, um, you know, I just, I just found out about the regionals for basketball. Of course, they're on the blog. Um, I just posted it posted it on the blog. I'm at Saginaw Bay 4650 Um They are up there on there. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Saginaw Bay if you want to take a look at the um, at the um, basketball um, previews. I just posted them up. I will have them also on the ONTV page for basketball as well. So they'll be updated up there as well. So... A lot to look at. Um, volleyball um, released the districts as well, so I'm curious to see where that goes. So I have my top 10 up there as well, so those are some things to really look at, um, along with soccer. Of course, some soccer just released the NPR rankings. Um, so it'll be interesting to see here. Um, so we'll keep an eye on all that. Um, let's go to football. Um, obviously, you know, you look at the storylines in this division, um, everything is setting up for a matchup between Avondale and Ferndale that's taking place um, this week. Um, Avondale's coming off a um, a 54-8 win against Pontiac where um, Tyler Herzog had a nice game against Pontiac over at um, on their, at their new stadium. Um, I mean, he knew that was coming. Um, just Avondale was a better team. They dominated that game. But Ferndale. I mean, Ferndale's a team that, you know, when you look at the Eagles, um, yes, they got a lot of experience. Um, they had a big game um, against Berkeley, of course. They won that one on Thursday night, 20-11. to 11. Um, <laughs> The difference in that game was, um, you know, and I think, you know, I, I mean, I got to look at the stats and all that, but it was a, but Ferndale, obviously, you know, they're, they're taking care of some business right now, especially in the league part of the schedule. They played a very difficult non-league. Um, I really think when you look at Ferndale, um, everything is setting up real nice for Coach Eric Royal and his team. Um, you know, you have a lot of experience. You have a lot of... <laughs> you've been through it all. Um, so when you really look at it, Ferndale, um, obviously, this is a team that really has... Um, you know, they have the tools. I've said before the season started, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me, you know, if Ferndale would have made a run at this thing because of the experience. I mean, they had that one-point loss early in the year in Macomb, Lance Cruz. Um, then they had to play Grand Rapids, West Catholic. You know, both those games are very difficult matchups for them. Um, so when you look at Ferndale, <laughs> what they've been doing in league, I mean, they had to survive Royal Oak. Um that was a 28-27 game. Um, no, 27-26 game. Um, that, uh, that um, It was a one-point game, though, that Ferndale won that one against Royal Oak. That was 23-22, my bad. Um, that was the score there. It, you know, my brain's just been going through and through. But, <laughs> obviously, um, Ferndale's in a really nice spot right now. Um, but... But this game's going to decide a lot. Um, it really is. Um, Avondale right now has been rolling. Um, Ferndale's been rolling in league. Both teams have been playing outstanding football. Um, particularly Ferndale, I think it's been the team that 
I thought would, um, you know, I didn't expect. I thought Berkeley coming into the year was going to be very good, and look where they sit. Um, if there's been a team I've been mostly very disappointed with, it's been Berkeley. Um, when you look at that game um, in the season that this team's had, um, it's so difficult to describe. Um, I mean, there was a lot of expectation coming into the year. A lot of hope, a lot of optimism. Um, really was thinking about it. Um, you just got to really look at, obviously, the performance, the play that Berkeley's done. Um, you know, yeah, they've been competitive. I mean, they've been playing a little bit better, but still 20 to 11, that's inexcusable. Um, to me, you know, when I look at Berkeley, I'm, I think the problem looks to be defensively this team's been terrible defensively um offensively you know there's still some questions um so in all reality um you really got to look at what Berkeley is where did things go wrong you know they had expectations to start the year they had a lot of goals ahead of them to start the year and they have not gotten the job done and I know coach Sean Shields would admit it um, and it's really unfortunate with this team. I mean, you know, with the expectations, especially the success they had the last two years, um, it has not really digested or not really carried over into this season. And, you know, especially with the line that they had, they had Sabah Daniels at running back. Um, bottom line is when you don't defend, you're not going to win. You know, that's really what I'm seeing with Berkeley. I mean, that's where I'm seeing. You know what, Royal Oak, um, with them, um, you know, kind of disappointed that, you know, they fell to Troy Athens 30-13 on Friday night. It was Troy Athens' homecoming, of course, but Makai Jenkins had a bit nice game, um, had a touchdown that game. Um, actually, it was 7-6 Ravens at one point against Troy Athens. Then Troy Athens took over, um, got a touchdown, then got a field goal made 16-7, and then, you know, they got um, a couple scores late, and then a two touchdowns and two two-point conversions um, to make the score 30-13. But when you look at Royal Oak, I mean, obviously, you know, for me, the problem with Royal Oak is their defense. I mean, you know, when you look at the problems that they've had, I mean, like, it's been on that side of the football. But also, you know, offensively, you know, you got to be – you know, you got to have both sides clicking on both cylinders. And I think that's where Royal Oak's problem's been. Now, has Royal Oak played much better than recently? Absolutely they have. Um, but still, um, looking at Royal Oak, um, you know, for them at 1-4, and four, um, it's kind of, you know, I don't know if I expected them to be 1-4, and four, but that's where they're at right now. And they sit right now at 1-4. So that's something they got to fix. They got to address that. They can. I think they're going to be fine. Um, then there's Pontiac. Um, Pontiac, um, they fell um, 54-8 to, um, to Ferndale, uh, another, to Avondale. Now they get to go play Farmington. And I'm absolutely cringing when I look at this matchup. Um, you know, with Pontiac, you know, they're struggling, you know, the, I mean, they've been playing better recently. You know, they're taking their lumps right now. Um, it's it's a very challenging time right now for Pontiac. It really is. Um, you know, the fact that they haven't, you know, they haven't won a game. Um, you know, they've they've had some struggles. They've been, you know, they've been really, really struggling. And, you know, it's a tough situation for Coach Ken Wade and his team and his program. Um, but I still think they're getting there. You know, I really like where they're going going forward. Um, I think they're better than they are from last year. Um, they've been scoring a lot, which is good. Um, I just, when they played Avondale, Avondale's a much better team than they are right now, and it pretty much showed. Um, so Pontiac, you know, be patient. Everything's going to be fine. That's how I'm dealing with them right now. So recapping the scores in the gold, um, Ferndale 20, Berkeley 11, um, Avenue 54, Pontiac 8, and then um, 
And then, of course, Troy Athens, um, 30 to 13 over Royal Oak. Um, when I look at it here, everything sets up between Ferndale and Avenel for the um, for the league title. Then you had the Battle of Woodward Lumen next week. We're going to preview those games. And then Pontiac's got to go to Farmington to take on Farmington. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see what happens going forward um, in those games. Um, let's go now from the gold to the blue. Um, when you look at this division here, obviously people are going to, I think the best winner of that league of that night was Seaholm knocking off North Farmington. Um, also, also Troy knocking off um, Farmington. That was a shocker for me. I didn't expect that one. Um, and then Troy Athens, of course, bouncing back on their homecoming against Royal Oak. Um, when I look at Seaholm, I mean, obviously 5-0, and that says a lot. You've knocked off UD Jesuit, that says a lot. You've knocked off some very good teams, that says a lot. When you go into Ron Holland Field and win, that says a lot. Now you look at Seaholm, if they knock off Troy, they're going to likely win the blue title. They will win the blue title. That's not a question. They still got to play Groves. That's going to be very interesting. I think that's week nine to close out the year. I think that game's in Bur- and Beverly Hills. Um, there's a lot to like with Seaholm. I love both Kenny brothers. They are playing outstanding football. They were very instrumental in their game against North Farmington. Um, albeit, I don't trust North Farmington's defense this year. But... I got to give Seaholm a lot of credit and a lot of resolve. I mean, they trailed in that game. Um, they they led at one point, then they trailed at one point, and then they had to come back and win. They scored a winning touchdown with about 20 seconds to go. Um, you know, so that was a big win for Seaholm at the time. So if you're Coach Jim Dewalt, you're rolling at the right time. Um, you have an offense in the veer that makes up for a lot of deficiencies. Um Lack of depth, you know what I mean? The Veer offense makes up a lot of, for a lot of it. Um, I really like the rushing attack. Um, they don't have to throw it much, which is always a good thing for a Veer team, is to not throw it a lot, so they don't really have to. Um, defensively, this team's been pretty good. Um, I didn't think they were great against North Farmington last week, um, but, you know, there's still some things to really like with Seaholm. Um, really... It really is. Then on the flip side, you got North Farmington. Um, Thomas Bolovich have, has had a really nice year for them. I mean, picking up for Ryan Shelby got hurt. Um, I really like where his game is. He's a very good thrower. Um, not as as not the runner as um, like a Shelby would be, um, but he gets the job done, especially through the air. Mill Coleman's had a nice year for them. Um, but the problem's not offensively for Coach John Hurstein and his team. It's defensively. I mean, this team defensively has had a ton of struggles, and that's a big reason why that this team has lost 10 of their last 11 games. And that is mind-boggling when you look at North Farm's team. It's mind-boggling for them that they have lost 10 of their last 11 games. Their only win in that stretch was Troy, and they shut Troy out with the third-string quarterback, you know, Mill Coleman. I mean, Coleman played quarterback in that game. and But North Farmington won that game. They found a way to win that one against Troy. So when you look at the Colt, when you look at the Raiders, um, you know, yes, you got Troy Athens coming up. You still got to play Lake Orion. You still got to play Bloomfield Hills to close out the year. I mean, that's a difficult, difficult stretch for North Farmington um, going forward in that game, that's a very difficult stretch. And, you know, so when you look at the Raiders, um, this team's got some, um, you know, they they might be in some trouble a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if I see a playoff path for them right now, even though they played Caledonia earlier in the year. Um, they knocked off Troy, which is a playoff, which is right now, I don't know if Troy's a playoff team. Right now, especially with the schedule they played. Um, I mean, Troy Athens, you know, they got to play them this week. Um, they've already lost to Farmington um, in overtime. But, you know, for North Farmington, their biggest problem for me is their defense. And their defense has been a big-time problem for them going forward. And, 
you know, so I'm curious to see how that matchup goes between North Farmington and Troy Athens um, looming this week. So very curious there. Um, Troy and Farmington, of course, that was a game won by um, won by Troy, 16 to 14. Um, Troy's offense has been a complete. You know, um, Troy's offense has not been. It's been too vanilla. I think Troy's offense is very vanilla. Obviously, Nolan Block at running back. Parker Brandenburg, you know, at quarterback, you know, I mean, like, really hasn't needed to do much. Um, I am very curious to see when Troy's offense is going to be really needed. Um, they did get a punt return touchdown, but there is Whiteside. Um, and then they had a couple field goals by Zach Panoza, and that was your, um, they had, um, I think they had five field goals by Zach Panoza. Uh, actually, three field goals by Zach Panoza. Um, which was the difference in that game. So, you know, when you look at Troy, they're doing it by defense and special teams. You know, that is a good recipe for success, but you're going to have to really find that offense if you're Troy. Um, they sit 4-1, and one, but when I looked at Snooze to use his playoff map, they don't really have the <coughs> quality of win um, that would say other teams have. Um, so that's a... Something to really look at with Troy um, is the playoff, um, you know, is the postseason. Obviously, or is this team a postseason team? We don't know yet. I mean, obviously, last year with Troy getting the playoffs, um, I didn't like how they got in, especially with the schedule they played. Um, but, you know, they're 4-1, and one, but I don't know if this team's a playoff team right now. Um, Farmington on the flip side. That it's Lane Lincoln game is absolutely killing him right now. I mean, you know, that game is just absolutely just killing him right now because had they won that game, you know, who knows where Farmington would be at. I mean, yes, they got that win against North Farmington. That's, that's a big deal right there. Um, when you look at the Raiders uh, and when you look at the Falcons, um, I think they're going to be fine. Um, I, I just think when you look at when you look at Farmington, um, they got to start winning some games. I mean, like, they won't be tested much this week against Pontiac. Um, so they should bounce back there. I'm very curious to see their game against Troy Athens, uh, against um, your net, or not, their last league game. I think that's against, um, you know, I got to look at who they got next. Um, I know Troy Athens plays Troy. Um, I know that. Um, you know, and then you have, um, I think, Seaholm and Farmington. They play each other. Yeah, Seaholm and Farmington will play each other. Um, so that's a really interesting matchup there. Um, you know, those are going to be some... I'm curious to see what happens there in those two games, obviously. But particularly, you know, with Farmington, you know, they're going to be fine. They got some games ahead of them that they need to win. Um, some quality games there to keep an eye on there. And then there's Troy Athens. I mean, obviously, you know, Troy Athens winning 30 to 13 against Royal Oak. Um, obviously, you know, they played, um, you know, they was their homecoming. I mean, it was, it, there was a lot of motivation there for them. Um, obviously everybody coming back. That was a difference maker there in that game. Um, so when I look at Troy Athens, um, they're at three and two. Um, you know, I think they still got to win some games, obviously. North Farmington would say a lot. Um, they got Troy coming up in that one. I'm very curious to see how that one goes. Um, you know, so when you look at the blue right now, Seaholm's clearly the best team in this division. Um, and it's not even close. I mean, recapping the scores, obviously, 29-22 Seaholm over North Farmington at Ron Holland Field, 16-14 Troy at, um, um, over Farmington at Troy, and then last, and then um, Royal Oaks 30-13 win against, I mean, like, Troy Athens 30-13 win against um, Royal Oak. Um, so, clearly, when I look at the blue, um, it is clear to me that Seaholm's clearly the best team in this division. Um, Troy, I just don't trust Troy at all one bit. Um, offensively, they're too vanilla. I mean, yeah, they got defense and special teams, but there are some concerns that I have with Troy um, going forward. Um, you know, Farmington, you know, yet despite the loss, um, you know, and I know I, I am, 
read Coach Jason Albright's comments um, that penalties cost him in that game, um, which they did, you know, and I was just surprised how Farmington only scored 14 points in that game against Troy. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, Dad, especially when you have players like Dominic Pesci, and then you have um, you have Camp Petaway. Um, the fact that it had to take a punt return touchdown and a couple of field goals, you know, that will do it to you in that game. So, you know, give credit where credit's due in that one. I mean, Troy, but I still don't trust that team. I would trust Farmington a little bit more better than Troy, um, than Troy Athens, and then North Farmington. Um, North Farmington, obviously, if they get Ryan Shelby back, we don't know where they're going to put him. I mean, could they put him at running back? Could they put him at quarterback? And then what happens to Belozovic, who's playing a, who's had a nice year, but still, you know, but that's for Coach John Hurston to decide. The problem's not offensively for North Farmington. It's their defense. That is the big-time problem for the Raiders um, right now. Um, and that's something to really watch for going forward. Um, let's go from the blue to the white. Um, when you look at the white, um, looking at the games from last week, you know, you had A&T. Southfield Arson Tech clearly is the best team in this division. And it's obvious to see where this team's at. Because, you know, and the fact of the matter is, this team has really improved defensively. I mean, yeah, 22, I mean, early on in the year, this defense was giving up 54 and, and 62. You know, respect, that's 57 points a game in their two first two weeks. Then they've really clamped down defensively. And that's a good thing for them. I mean, A&T has really figured out things defensively. And... Can they keep us up is the question, considering you still got to play River Rouge. You still got to play Oak Park. Then you got to play, you know, those are two games that are not going to be easy games for A&T. And then you still got to play um, West Bloomfield on there. And those are three games, especially when you look at, obviously, you know, playing Rouge and West Bloomfield to close out the season. That's very difficult, to say the least, for A&T. But we'll see what type of team they are in those final two weeks of the year. I mean, I clearly think they're the best team in the white. Isaiah Marshall's playing great football. Um, Todd Braceful's have play has been re- playing really good. Um, that whole team has been playing much better football since the um, you know, the early on in the year, especially the defense. I'm really impressed with that defense. Um, you know, especially what they did against Groves beating them forty two seven. That's a big deal right there. That is a big, big deal right there for them. Um but credit to where credit's due. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what right now. I'm really looking forward to seeing A&T these next few weeks because they have proven themselves. They've proven to me. They've proven to everybody around the state they're for real. I mean, it doesn't matter if, um, to me, A&T is clearly a playoff team. It is clear now. I mean, like, everything that they've done, their body of work, you know, they might not even... If they they might not even win another game and make the playoffs. I I, I got that much confidence in Southfield Arson Tech right now. There's a reason why they're ranked number one in the um around the OA pool this week. There is a reason why. I mean, this team has really, really proven themselves, even after that loss to Clarkston. Um, they have really stepped up. They have proven themselves. And I'm telling you, this is a very scary team. I mean, AT is a very scary team. I don't think anybody wants to see come postseason time because they can play shootout football and they can find a way to play small football, defensive football. They might find a way to do that. They found a way to that against Groves last week. Um, you know, so A&T right now is rolling right now, clicking on all cylinders. Um, on the flip side, you got Groves. I was really disappointed with Groves this week. Um, they were picking up steam, picking up some strides. Um, ever since, you know, that loss to Oxford early in the year, they really have picked things up. Um, but when I look at a when I look at Groves, um, yeah, the A&T game really humbled them. I mean, like, and I'm going to be honest with you, I really thought I didn't expect a, I didn't expect that, that score. I thought it'd be much closer. Um, got to give A&T's defense a lot of credit for shutting down Groves' running game. Um, Caden Hardy really struggled in that game. Um, so there's a long way to go with Groves when I describe this team. And, you know, defensively, they weren't great. It was at home, which makes it worse. Um, so 
Groves has an opportunity for a bounce back against Harper Woods. Um, if they can do that, I think they'll be fine. Um, but still, you know, it's it was like a humbling experience for Coach Brendan Flaherty and his team. Um, probably not since Dexter from last year is probably where I've seen Groves literally get dominated like that. Um, you know, and they they were pretty dominated against A and T. Um, in that game, they were just dominated. So, if you're Groves, you know, got to get back to the drawing board, bounce back. We'll see what happens going forward with this team. Um, they've got a lot to fix, a lot to address. So, that's something to really look for going forward when it comes to Groves. Um, Harper Woods. Um, here's a team that lost a tough one to Rochester 18-12. Um... In that game, of course, Grant Calgano had had the winning touchdown run. Alex Blano had a nice game. Um, but they were shut down late by the Rochester defense and eventually ran out of time. Um, with Harper Woods, it's life in the OA. You know, this is what life in the OA brings every week. Is it going to be a street fight? It's going to be a dog fight every week. And I thought, you know, when you look at Harper Woods, I mean, obviously... With the schedule they played every year before coming into the league, I thought that schedule would help them prepare. Um, for yes, you're playing bigger schools, but you played against bigger schools before. You played Davison. You played, you know, you've played some really proven powerhouses. I mean, like you've had, you know, you've had, you've even beat teams that are Division One caliber teams. I mean, like still, I mean, like so, just a little. But that's life in the OA when you're playing. You're playing a very good opponent week. Week in, week out. I mean, like, you know, so, you know, and, and you still, when you look at Harper Woods, you still, you've played West Bloomfield. you played Southfield. I mean, you've played, you got Groves this week. I mean, you got Oak Park. You've already played Oak Park. Um, you know, you still got to play um, Groves on the schedule, as mentioned. Um, then you got to play Roseville to close out the year. That's difficult. Um, so Harper Woods could be in for some, for some trouble this year. I mean, like, when I look at the postseason stats, um, you know, when I look at possibly making the playoffs, that could be a real challenging hassle going forward for them. Um, but they've got to start winning some games. If they do, they're going to be fine. If not, they could be in some trouble. Um, Rochester. Um, describing the Falcons, um, the bounce back, um, they have really bounced back. They've really found ways to win. Um you know, that game against Harper Woods was a big win for them. Um, going forward, I think Rochester's a team that, you know, if they can get some momentum going, um, they can get some confidence going, um, they could surprise some people going forward. I, I know they still got to play, um, you know, they still got to play Stony Creek. That's going to be very interesting. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, but Rochester... They're off to a um I think they're three and two right now. Either three and two or two and three right now, but they've gotta figure some things out. But you know, but it looks like being Harper Woods, it's a big deal getting them in the right direction. Um so we'll see what happens to them going forward there. Um let's look at Oak Park. Um tough loss for them against Bloomfield Hills. Um 25-21. They said 0 oh, 5. Tough schedule still ahead of them. They still gotta play. Um, Clarkston and um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's final two weeks of the year. They got A&T. They got to play next week. That's going to be difficult. Um, you know, so Oak Park, I don't know where I can see a win from this team. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a big question. Maybe Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Maybe. But this team's in some trouble. I mean, yes, they're getting better. They're improving week by week. But They've got to be, they got to play better though. You know, I mean, um, you know, good win for Bloomfield Hills getting your first one of the year. But still, I mean, Oak Park, they got a lot of work ahead of them. I mean, a lot of work ahead of them. I mean, Jace Reed had two touchdowns in that game from the running back spot. I mean, that can't happen. I know Coach Greg Carter's defense is always very prideful in stopping the run. Um, so I don't know where Oak Park is right now, to be honest with you. I really don't know where they're at mentally right now. Um, and then there's Bloompy Hills. I mean, Bloompy Hills, you know, they're coming off their first win, 25-21 against Oak Park. As I mentioned, um, Jace Reed had, um, you know, he had two touchdowns. CJ Jackson, a nice game. Amon Taylor's had a nice game. 
Um, they're starting to put things together offensively. Defensively is where I still have concerns with them. Um, and then playing Salfi Arts and Tech coming up. I mean, that's going to be a daunting task for them. So we'll see what happens in that one. But Bloopy Hills, I mean, like, tough task ahead of them. Um, they sit 1-4, but they got a really difficult matchup coming up. So recapping the white scores, obviously, you know, A&T 42-7 Groves, 25-21 Bloopy Hills over um, over Oak Park, and 18-12 Rochester over Harper Woods. So really interesting how that division's been going. Um, what, I still think A&T's the best team in that division. Um, second place right now is the mess between Groves, Harper Woods, um, maybe Rochester. Um, could fit in that conversation. And then you have Blue Bay Hills and Oak Park um, right now in the um, bottom in the bottom of the standings in that division. So, you know, so we'll see what happens going forward there in the white division. So that's something to really watch for. Um, let's look at the red now. Um, when looking at the red, it is now back wide open again because of West Bloomfield and Rochester Adams. Now Rochester Adams creates a t- huge two and one mess. When you look at, you have Adams sits at two and one. You have West Bloomfield's now two and one. Clarkson's now two and one, and Lake Orion's now two and one. Um, Stony Creek I think sits at one and two, and um, Oxford sits at zero oh and three. Um, when you look at that game between West Bloomfield and Adams, um, it. It, this is the third time that Adams beat West Bloomfield in the last two years. To me, it clearly, I just don't get this with West Bloomfield because of the veer. It's the veer. That's the issue. I mean, yes, Adams is senior heavy. I mean, Brady Priest going to two touchdowns. Parker Pico had a nice game. Nick Patera had a nice game. Um, but the inability to stop Adams' ground attack that's a problem. And for West Bloomfield, and another problem for West Bloomfield, it's obvious for me, it's penalties. You know, penalties. They had a lot of penalties in their game with Adams. I mean, it's clear to me, you know, I'm not sure if West Bloomfield has cleaned up the penalties, um, but it certainly didn't do it against Adams. I mean, it certainly didn't do it against in that game. Um, and that really hurt them. So when I look at both teams, Rochester Adams first, they're rolling right now. Anytime you you lose that tough one to Clarkston, but you knock off Lake Orion, you knock off West Bluefield, that says a lot right there. I mean, that's not easy. You know, that is not easy to do. And Adams right now is rolling right now. A lot of it because of their senior experience. A lot of it because they're proven experience. Um, so when you look at Adams' schedule going forward, I get a little concerned when I look at Adams' schedule going forward. Um, obviously, you got they got Harper Woods on the schedule and Sterling Heights Stevenson to close out the year. Those are two games where I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win both those games pretty convincingly. Um, and then you have Stony Creek next week. Um, you have Oxford this week. That is a, anytime going up to Oxford, it's a very difficult thing for, for teams. I mean, you know, with Oxford going with the emotion and all that, but Adams right now, I think sits pretty right now. They, they're more than capable of winning all four of those games. I mean, they're more than capable. So Adams right now, sits real pretty right now. Really, really pretty right now. Um, and then you look at West Bluefield. Um, yes, they lost their first game of the season. You know, but, you know, you look at, for them, you know, homecoming's coming up for them this week. You're playing a very good opponent in Lake Orion. Um, I think when you look at West Bloomfield, um, you clearly got to address the penalties. It, it's clear. Um, and, you know, they got to address that. Um, defensively, they were exposed by Adams. Um, obviously, Samaj Morgan had a nice game for them. Um Raquan Nance struggled a little bit. Kenny Jones struggled a little bit. Um, the biggest problem I have with West Bloomfield is it's the penalties. You know, if this team puts together a clean game, they're good. If they don't, you know, then you see what happened the last week. So it's clear as day for me 
when I look at West Bloomfield, you have all, and I said this during the previous show. I've said this during this, you know, I've said this during, you know, during the during media day. Penalties is going to be the one that beats West Bloomfield. And it looks like that did last week against Adams. I mean, like, you know, penalties, you know, you know, I mean, like, that's the thing. You know, mental mistakes, those are the big ones that really hurt teams is you you commit really dumb penalties. And West Bloomfield made a lot of mental mistakes in that game. That's bottom line. If they clean up the penalties, they're going to be fine. If they don't, they're in trouble. That's really the bottom line. So we'll see what happens this week. We'll see what happens with West Bloomfield. We will see. Um, Clarkston, you know, when you look at the Wolves, I mean, like, just looking at that score, 14-3 to against Oxford, um, I give Oxford's defense a lot of credit. I mean, they had a really, they had a really nice game plan for their defense. Really nice game plan. Um, you know, they shut down Ethan Clark, made Clark fumble at the one-yard line. Um, he didn't have a good game. Ethan Clark did not have a good game. And I'm watching the film, he really did not. Um... I know Clarkson wore special uniforms for that game. One thing I would tell um, Coach Justin Pintar is never wear white pants at home ever again. I mean, there has always been bad luck when Clarkson wears white pants. There always has been. A couple years ago, they played Romeo. They wore blue top white pants. I mean, I'm going like, what are you doing that? So, you know, but... Something always bad happens when they wear white pants. I mean, Mike Kine had a touchdown in that game. Desmond Steppens, he had the other touchdown. Clarkson's defense was good that night against Oxford. I think a lot of that's Oxford. Um, they're inexperienced this year. They got a um, they got Dominic Cassisi, a quarterback, um, only a sophomore. Um, Logan Johnson's only a sophomore. I mean, Oxford, the majority of their team is pretty young. Um, so, but... For them to hold Clarkson to 14 points, that is a great accomplishment for Oxford. We'll talk about them in a minute. Um, but for Clarkston, they've got to find some offense. I mean, they didn't look good. I understand the emotion and all that. Um, I mean, they were they wore special uniforms. They wore purple uniforms for that game. Um, but still, I mean, like, you know, you know, you gotta get more points. But I gave Oxford a lot of credit for that for that game. So you know, I give Oxford a lot of credit, but Clarkson, they've got to find, you know, some offense, you know, because sometimes, you know, I mean, they got Lake Orion coming up. They've got to play Lapeer. Lapeer is undefeated right now in the Valley, and then they close out the Old Oak Park. So, curious to see what happens them going forward. And I think this will be their last home game of the season. The next three games are on the road. So, really curious to see what happens with them going forward there. Um, Oxford, I mentioned earlier, um, Oxford... You look at the Wildcats, um, you know, defensively, great game plan defensively, great scheme defensively. Um, offensively is where their issues have been all season long. Um, just the inability to, um, you know, and they're a young group, so don't get me wrong. And they got a very tough schedule ahead of them. They got Adams. You still got to play, um, and then you have to play, um, you know, I mean, like, um, I mean, like, then you still have to play Chippewa Valley. You have Bluebeer Hills. Um, so, when you look at Oxford, I mean, then they got West Bluebeer, too. So, very difficult stretching for Oxford um, going forward, especially um, with them. Um, just a difficult stretch for Zach Line um, and his program. So, we'll see what happens to them going forward there. And especially with three of those games being on the road, that's going to be tough for um, Coach Line and company. Um, Stony Creek, um, when you look at the Cougars, um, they didn't have Cam Fogler in that game against Lake Orion. Um, it showed in that game, um, that, I mean, like, um, Austin Taylor did a little bit too much in that game. Um, you know, but I got to give Lake Orion's defense some, a lot of credit in that game. Um, I thought their defense was very good. Stony Creek's offense, you know, yes, they're without their left tackle, they're without John Fogler. That does a lot. Um... So, you know, with them, I think they're going to be fine. But they, they need them back big time for Clarkston coming up. And they got to play Adams, um, which is going to be really interesting. Um, and then they got Rochester, and then they close out the year with, um, 
you know, with New Baltimore, Anchor Bay under coach Mike Gioni, that's going to be a difficult matchup going forward there in that one. Then there's Lake Orion. Um, the Dragons, you know, they changed quarterbacks the second half. Connor McCartan, he had, I thought he had a good game. Um, very good um, quarter, very good game manager. Um, TR, Tristan Hill had a nice, um, you know, he had a nice start to the game, but kind of really struggled. He had that fumble, um, which led to Stony Creek's first touchdown. Um, so when I look at Tristan Hill, yes, he's young, obviously, you know, um, but I think Lake Orion will be fine. I mean, Billy Robertson had a nice game. Um, Dominic Novak had a nice game at wide receiver. Um, they're going to need more this week against West Bluebill. That's obvious. Um, so we'll see what happens and what type of game plan Coach Chris Bell goes with, goes forward with this team. So we'll see what happens. Um, recapping the scores, obviously, before we do picks, um, you got, um, Lake Orion 24-14 over Stony Creek, 14-3 Clarkston over Oxford, and then, um, 40, um, 35-18 Adams over West Bloomfield. So, those were the scores for the week around the red division. So, let's preview week six. Um, let's go from the gold division, um, our first game is Pontiac at Farmington. This is going to be very difficult to watch, I think, personally. Um, I just think that, you know, Dominic Patch can't pat away. Um, you know, Pontiac's really been struggling. Um, this is not going to be close. Um, don't be surprised this is running clock by... Um, by maybe at halftime. I know that that's the game's going to be on Farmington TV 10. Um, they do a splendid job over there at Farmington TV 10 covering North Farmington and Farmington games. Um, I just think Farmington's going to be too much um, for Pontiac. I know Pontiac's been struggling. They have the longest losing streak in the state. Um, but this is going to be a very tall order for... Um, this is going to be a very, very tall order. So I'm going to take... Farmington pretty convincingly over Pontiac. It's a crossover game between the gold and the blue this week. So it's going to be really difficult to see what happens there in that game. I'm going forward on the battle of Woodward. Um, you got Berkeley Royal Oak traveling from Lexington over to Catalpa to Hurley field to take on Berkeley. Both these teams are one and four. Um, people look at this game and say, okay, Berkeley's won the last two meetings against Royal Oak. That says a lot. Royal Oak has been, you know, Royal Oak, we know, has been down. They changed coaches this offseason. Dustin Truett's taken over the program. Um, but I've been more disappointed with Berkeley than I've been with Royal Oak because of the fact that I thought Berkeley would be, would keep on that, that momentum going in the last few years. Um, offensively, they've been struggling, but their defense has been a complete disaster. I mean, when you look at the stats defensively, both these teams are only separated by a touchdown um, and points against. So when I look at this game here, um, Savad Daniels versus Makai Jenkins, that's an interesting matchup. Quarterback's the interesting one. I trust Royal Oak and Hudson Sido right now, even though Berkeley picked them off twice last year. Two of them took him back for touchdowns. So, in this game here, you got a battle of student sections between the Bear Pack and the Ravens Nest. I'm going to take the Ravens Nest this year. I'm going to take Royal Oak because of the fact is this. Berkeley, they're young this year. They got the line. They got, they got the line. Royal Oak... They got a good line themselves. They have Makai Jenkins, but I think Hudson Seidel's a difference. I don't trust Berkeley's defense in this game. Yes, they're at Hurley. Royal Oak, I mean, Royal Oak, they got they got experience. This might be their best chance to take home the street side. This is their best chance. If they don't, then I can see that trophy staying in Catalpa. For a law for a, maybe at least three to five years. That's what I'm seeing. So I'm gonna take Royal Oak in this game. This is gonna be close. Um I just don't I just been really disappointed with Berkeley this year. Um 
you know, but if they keep the three, if they keep this, if they keep the sign, that's great. But I just think this year, Royal Oak's got a Royal Oak more experienced. Um, I think they're going to make, they're going to do some damage in this game. Um, and I think Jenkins will have a nice game, but I just think Royal Oak's offensive line a little bit better than Berkeley's defensive line. And I think it's going to show in this, in that game. So we'll see what happens going forward there. Then you have the gold title game, likely. You got Avondale and Ferndale. Um, the road teams usually had the edge in this rivalry. Um, both these teams know each other quite well. Um, I just think, you know, Avondale, with the way that they've been playing, um, they've got a lot of experience, obviously. Um, I just think when you look at this matchup here, if Ferndale wants a moment to shine, this is it. This is their opportunity. If Ferndale can find a way and win this game, this is a golden opportunity for them. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one over the Yellow Jackets. I don't trust Avondale defensively. Um, I think Ferndale's got more weapons offensively than that they're showing. Um, they played a tougher schedule than Avondale. Um, I really like where Ferndale's at this year, and I think the Eagles are going to get the job done. It's at home, big time here. Um, I think Ferndale, if they if they can win this game, who knows what happens with playoffs. I mean, like, you know, both teams, you know, Ferndale might be in a better spot right now than Avondale because of the strength of schedule component. Um, but I'm going to take, um, but I'm going to take at the end of the day, Avondale does have that win against Warren Cousineau. That is a big deal for that, for them. I mean, beating Cousineau, that's a, that's a good win for them. Um, but I'm going to take the Eagles to knock off the Yellow Jackets. It'll be a heck of a game between those two teams. So we'll see what happens there going forward. Um, North Farmington at Troy Athens. Um, this is a game of two different styles. Um, <laughs> obviously, when you look at the Raiders, they have lost 10 of 11. Troy Athens, they've been there. Um, they had a bounce back win against Royal Oak last week. Um, very curious to see how this game goes because it's a clash of different styles. I mean, North Farmington, obviously, with the Hurstein effect. Troy Athens riding both Asher brothers. Um, you know, got Charles Robinson as well. Um, I just think when you look at this game here, experience favors North Farmington. Um, the strength of schedule favors North Farmington. So, I just think because of strength of schedule, yes, Troy Athens is ranked 10th in my poll this week, um, in the rankings this week. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one um, because of the fact of the experience. We don't know if Ryan Shelby's coming back, but Tom Belagevich has really stepped up for North Farmington. Um, I just think the Raiders too much for the Red Hawks, um, and I think it's going to be a big win for North Farmington, especially for competence sakes going forward in that one there. So I'm going to take the Raiders over the Red Hawks. Um, and then you have the big one in the blue. You got Seaholm. Oh, we got Troy traveling to the Forest, the Maple Forest, to take on Seaholm. Um, when I look at this game here, um, Seaholm has been on a mission. They have been just dominant offensively. They've been playing good football. Um, I, I mean, like, you know, both Kenny brothers have been outstanding. Um, I think they're going to make some noise in this game. Troy's been stout defensively. They got the kicking advantage. They have. I, I trust Troy's got a good defense. So the battle lines are drawn between Seaholm's offense, the Veer offense going against Troy's vaunted defense, particularly in the secondary. Um, I think it's a test for Troy's interior, and I think it's a test for Troy's linebackers. Um, we know that they have the secondary. I mean, that's clear as day. So when I look at this game here on paper, I'm going to take Seaholm because of the fact that I don't trust Troy's offense. I think their offense is too vanilla. Um, and then you look at, I mean, obviously no one blocks him. running a lot. Seaholm's got a good defense. Um, I just think, I just don't trust the, I just think it'll be very interesting, but I just think Seaholm better up front. Um, the Kinney brothers are going to be dominant. I think they have the defense um, to contain Troy's offense. Um I really like Seaholm in this game. Also, they're at home as well. So, you know, I think Seaholm wins this game. I I think pretty convincingly in this one. I just I just don't trust Troy in this game. Seaholm's been the bat more battle tested. Um, I just think the Maples are 
they're going to be right there in the thick of it. I think they're going to be right there. So I like Seaholm pretty convincingly over Troy in that game. Let's go to the white now. Um, you got Oak, Rochester and Oak Park. Um, this is interesting. Rochester won last year over Oak Park. It was a really tight game. Um, Oak Park's just at 0-5. Um, Rochester's coming off a win against Harper Woods. Um, this matchup here, I, I just think that, um, I just really think that, um, when you look at Rochester, yes, you have Bueno, you have Calgano, you have Jaden Bolden. I mean, you have Grant Calgano as well. I mean, Alex Bueno as well. So this is a matchup where I think that, you know, if Oak Park can come out ready to go, ready to play, this team can beat Rochester. This team can beat them. But when I look at, and also playing at 6 o'clock is going to help Oak Park. So, I think in this game here, I expect it's going to be tight. I think Oak Park's been playing much better. I mean, I think that they've been playing really good football. Um, So, in this game here, I'm going to take, but I'm going to take Rochester in this game. Because I think Rochester's got enough experience here. Um, the Lions have been playing better. Um, I think Rochester has been battle Both these teams have been battle-tested. I mean, Oak Park's played a tough schedule. But I don't know where the psyche is of the Knights. I just don't know where they're at. You know, if they get their first win of the year, that'll be huge for them. But I just think with Rochester, um, I just think they're playing. It's going to be a tight game, but I just I like Rochester in that game. I just do. I, mean, I just don't know where the mindset of Oak Park is right now, you know, looking at that 0-5 record. So that's something to really watch for. Um, in that game. Um, Harper Woods at Groves. Um, this is going to be interesting because it's a clash of different styles. Harper Woods coming off a tough loss to Rochester last week. Um, Groves is coming off a blowout loss to A&T. So, you know, when you look at this game here, Harper Woods should be motivated. So should Groves. So, in this matchup here, I'm going to take Harper Woods in this game because I think they got a lot more balance. If they can, you know, if they can at least like, um, I mean, defensively, I think they're solid enough. I still, I don't trust Groves offensively after what happened them last week against A and T. Um, I think, I think, um, I think the, um, I think the Pioneers are going to come through in this game. I just think they're going to find a way and come through, um, in this one here. I mean, like, um, It'll be a low-scoring game, I think. But end of the, end of the day here, I really like what Jacob Olden's been doing um, for Coach Rob Olden. Um, I think they're going to find a way and win this game. I really like Harper Woods to knock off um, Groves in this game. Um, then you have A&T taking on Bluefield Hills. Um, you know, um, A&T, the last time they went to Bluefield Hills, they went and I think put up 60, over 60. Do I see it happening again? Yes, I do. Um, do I see Blue Bay Hills scoring over 20? No. So I see AT blowout over Blue Bay Hills. I think they're gonna put up maybe 60 or 70 points. Um knowing Aaron Marshall. Um I don't expect AT to stop. Um I think this is a blowout, complete blowout. Um, over at Bloomfield Hills. Um, I think A&T rolls in this one pretty convincingly. Um, let's go to the red now. Um, when you look at this match, we have Blake Orion at West Bloomfield. It is West Bloomfield's homecoming. Um, really curious to see how West Bloomfield responds after losing the Rochester Adams. Um, it looks like something was exposed in the armor. With West Bloomfield. I mean, obviously, you look at the big time. West Bloomfield relies a lot on the big play. I mean, obviously, you got Raekwon Nance, Samaj Morgan, Kenny Jones. Um, they rely a lot on that big play. Now, if you're in a grind-out game, Lake Orion's a grind-out team. And you look at the Dragons, they grinded out a win against Stony Creek. And, yeah, both teams have played a tough schedule. But I think, to be honest with you, I think Lake Orion's played a tougher schedule. And, yeah, I mean, like, Sterling Heights-Stevenson coming in the air. Yeah, everybody's high on Sterling Heights-Stevenson. But you look what happened in that game with Stevenson. I mean, Sterling Heights-Stevenson, they're struggling a little bit this year. They're struggling. 
Um, so when I look at this game here on paper, I mean, Lake Orient's played Utica Eisenhower. They played, and that's what West Bloomfield plays, plays at the end of the year. It's a very good Utica Eisenhower team. They had that game here in the swap. So that's going to be very interesting. It's West Bloomfield's homecoming as well. So you got to wonder if the distraction factor is going to be in this game. Um, Lake Orion, of course, went into Stony Creek and won on Stony Creek's homecoming. It's another homecoming game. and But West Bloomfield has an eight-year winning streak against Lake Orion. They have an eight-game winning streak against the Dragons. So everything is stacked against Lake Orion. Everything is. Um, this is interesting. Um, yes, everybody's going to say West Bloomfield bounces back. In this one, but my I'm curious to see can West Bloomfield handle a grind out game. I am very curious to see if that happens. Um, if they can with Lake, because I expect this game will be a grind out game. If it turns out to a offensive shootout, it favors West Bloomfield. So in this one here, do I trust that West Bloomfield has learned their lesson in grind out games? I don't know if they have. Um, I just. I got a real funny feeling that I just got a funny feeling that I'm just I'm gonna take Lake Orion this one close because of Will Hoffman kicking the winning field goal. Um, I just don't know if you know. I think time possession football here is gonna be in play here in this game. Um, it's gonna be tight. I mean, but I think Lake Orion has a game plan just enough to calm the swamp down. Um. And not make if it if it turns it out of a out of a control game, it's um West Bluefield's game. Um I just think Lake Orion there's a golden opportunity for the Dragons. Um for Lake Orion, for me personally to get in the playoffs, at least win two of the games for them to get in the playoffs for, would be what the Dragons path is. Um so I'm curious to see what games they get. So I'm curious to see what happens going forward here. So but I'm gonna take Lake Orion close. In this one against West Bluefield. I think it's going to be tight. Um, but if it turns out to be an explosive game. It favors West Bluefield. So we'll see what happens in that game. So I'm going to take the Dragons close. Slightly close. Maybe a one point game maybe. Um, then there's Adams and Oxford. Um, Adams and Oxford. This one's interesting. I mean Oxford last year lost twice to Adams. Um, Adams we know has been rolling. Clicking on all cylinders. Um, I think in this one here, I think Adams goes into Oxford and wins. Um, but I don't think it's going to be close. Because, oh, I think it will be. Because Oxford's in motion. It's their last home game of the regular season. Um, they're going to be motivated. They're going to be fired up. Um, you know, they do have the, you know, everything that's been with them. I mean, like, they've been through a lot. And... It's going to be a tough chore for Oxford's defense against Adams' veer. Um, I watched the um, Duff Said podcast where um, Coach Tony Petrino said that, um, you know, it was going to be a tough game. He knew both. He knew the coaches very well there at Oxford. Um, so I really think in this game here, I'm going to take, um, but I'm going to take Adams, but I think this is close. Maybe maybe a two-score game, um, but I think Oxford's going to show a lot of Grit, a lot of courage, a lot of guts in this game. Um, so I really like Adams in this one. Um, they they should win, I think, by at least two touchdowns. So it's something to really watch for in that game. And then you got Clarkson and Stony Creek. Battle of running backs, pending if Camp Ogler plays, um, if Stony Creek's left tackle plays. Um, and then Clarkson, can they have a bounce back? Mike Hine, Ethan Clark. Um, it's at Clarkson. It's Clarkson's last home game of the regular season for the next three around the road. Um, in this one here, I, I think this is going to be a time possession game. It's going to be a slow, slow, methodical game. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Clarkson's going to blow Stony Creek out. I mean, last year, yeah, Ethan Clark had a big game. But everybody knows Ethan Clark. Um, and obviously, also, everybody knows Camp Ogler. So in this one here... I'm going to take the Wolves barely because I don't know where Clarkson's defense at. Um, but it don't be, it wouldn't surprise me if Stony Creek won this game. But just for safety's sake, I take Clarkson pretty close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody at the pundits pick Stony Creek. Some of them do. 
So that's something to really watch for going forward in that game. So that's something to really watch for this week. Um, picking the week six game. So that's something to really watch for this week. Final thoughts. Make sure you stay on the blog at 4650 at blogspot.com. Keep an eye on everything going um, around the OA. Obviously, we had the volleyball. I am a top 10 volleyball teams, top 10 soccer teams. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. Basketball regionals were released a couple of weeks ago. They're up on the blog as well. So that's something to really watch for going forward there. All right, everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, take care, and I'll see you all next week, everybody. Take care. God bless, and see you all next week, everybody.